Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I'm uh, Morten Røvik and I'm here with my good friend and colleague Lars Rotskill Hendriksen. G'day Lars. Hi Morten. Good as always to see you and looking forward to recording another episode for our listeners and viewers. The purpose of this podcast is to help you learn GTD or become even better GTDer. So we hope that this episode also supports you in that. If it does, we always love to hear from you. And if you're new to GTD, we recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six to get an introduction to the basics of getting things done. This is episode number 63 of this podcast series. And today we'll be talking about a critical part of doing GTD. Yeah, we call this simplify your GTD as a tagline to get you to, to listen to this because it's it's very important that you actually don't overcomplicate your GTD, both your own practice and the system. And that is our topic for today. So before we started, Lars, you talked about some of your coaching clients that have had some specific challenges with their GTD system specifically. And But, you know, the system becomes what it becomes after you do your GTD with it. So, mm. so maybe we should, that's a good place to start. Um, yeah, that's really where this topic came from. So uh, as always, we brainstorm what we'd like to talk about in these episodes. And, and what was top of mind for me was that I had... Um, over the last few days have been working with different coaching clients and this sort of seemed to be a, a common theme, not necessarily because they were all seasoned GTDers and had uh, overcomplicated their systems at all, but just in building a system that is appropriate for the person. I think that is that is where we're, we're aiming with this, uh, this episode, or at least that's the starting point. Let's see where we go. Um, but no, I had, had a, a you know a new GTD, a person new GTD, where we were setting her up with a, a GTD system and kept it pretty vanilla GTD, pretty straightforward, and actually used a relatively small number of lists to keep it as straightforward as possible to to work with, get into the habit, and then over time, I'm sure that she will go and adapt that system to be more reflective of the complexity of her life and work. So that was really the, the starting point there. It was good to, to, to set her up with a, a straightforward system that was easy to use, easy to, to move forward with uh, right away with uh, the um, uh, limited experience that she had with GCD at that time. And then uh, later, uh, earlier this week, actually, I worked with uh, two different coaching clients as well, uh, virtual coaching sessions on, on the same day. And in both cases, uh, the topic revolved around simplifying and, and working with the right number of lists. So having the right number of next actions list, for example, was was a key topic in both and having a, an appropriate place to park the different things that they need to have in their system. And um, one of the outcomes was to take one of their lists and really split it up into uh, to a more smaller list that was easier for them to work with. So I thought this was a good starting point and a good reminder to all of the seasoned GCDers out there mm -hmm. that there may be a, uh, this might be a good time to actually pause and reflect on the, their own list, their own practice, and see how that might be, be simplified. Indeed, indeed. Um, just to, let's, I suggest we just take a step back first and then talk um, about what, what is a well-functioning, what's the, what's the nature of a well-functioning GTD system? Hmm. So what would your answer to that question be? <laughs> 
Well, my starting point would be that it would be as easy as possible to work on the right things at the right time, that it's easy mm. to open up your systems, you're attracted to the list, it's easy mm. to open up, find the right things, move forward on them. Um, that's, I think, uh, the, the starting point for me. I don't yeah. know, what would, you, what would you say? I would say some of the, use some of the exact same words. As, uh, but I, I think one of the keys that you might want to focus on when you work on your list is the... Um, does the list attract you or repel you? So mm. are you attracted to them or are you repelled? And if you feel that, oh, no, I don't want to look at my list. I don't feel good about them. That's a very high likelihood that you're not appropriately engaged with them or you put the wrong things on them or you've not done, you know, your clarify and organize in a good manner. Mm. But even if you do your GTD well, the GTD practice when it comes to... Um, you know, clarifying, organized, and reviewing your list, it is possible to overcommit oneself um, yeah. so that you get too much on your list and that will make you repel your lists. You don't want to, you're mm. not attracted to them. So um, where would you like to start uh, unravel this subject? Well, I, I thought to, to, to zoom in as, as much as possible and then zoom out from there. So zooming mm. all the way in would be to review the calendar and next actions list and what's on those lists, maybe mm. as, a, as a starting point, not even the lists themselves, but actually what do you have on those lists? Mm. Um, because I, as an example, again, from, from coaching, and I and I do catch myself sometimes doing this as well, is that I'll write out a, a next action, for example, on that list, and then not admit to myself that we have a project here. So I mm. will write that, and, and I'll often it's often easy for me to catch on those lists, and I've seen this on other people's lists as well, that you will sit there, and then you had the next action, and then you might add a dash, and then just a few next actions after that, or some, mm. some kind of finish line that you describe, or in mm. the notes field, you will add a lot of detail in there, which typically is an example of something that, that probably should be converted to a, uh, a project. But really, overall, taking that step back and looking at those lists, are they all next actions? Are they the right next actions? Has something changed that you need to do something differently? Should we take some things, uh, again, as an example, from, from recent coaching, uh, took some things from an agenda list that were sort of stale on that list and really didn't get to them? Actually, the next action was really more to, to walk over there and have a, have a quick chat next time at the office, or actually this should be a call instead so we can mm. move forward on these things. So otherwise, they would be, be staying on those lists. So really reflect on the the contents of those actions lists and, and make mm. sure that they are easy to to work with i think that's a, a good reflection to to do to make sure that the system is as easy to use as possible and mm. the right level of simplicity for you mm. and one of the things that i see when in coachings is that when you are you know a more or less seasoned gtd or you have you've been doing this for a while but you've not visited your higher horizons um, mm. where you kind of you know you take a step back and ask yourself, what's important in my life? What's the purpose of my life? What do I want my life to look like? What's my vision for my life? What's my perceived purpose? And uh, then maybe you will find that, okay, I want to make sure that I take care of me, that I have good days at work. You're not, you know, I want to be on top of my work. I don't want to be buried in work. Um, if those reflections come, then it, they will force you to simplify your system. Um, and I'm talking about the sheer volume that you can commit to when you are fresh with GTD and get the five steps. Mm. It's kind of like you get into that Ferrari and it 
really <laughs> moves fast <laughs> and when it really moves fast it's very you know it's uh, it's scary but it's also fun because you, you you know it's uh, you understand that you produce a lot more than before and it's at the same time it's it's um it's a thrilling experience mm -hmm. but at some point you understand that now i'm moving a little too much onto my you know that you get a little too much volume yeah. in your next actions lists and that's where you have to scale back and simplify what's on the lists mm. and yeah. um, one of the things we've been discussing before is um, something that's not um, I would say that it's not a, a I, I think it is in the it is in the books of David, but it's not professed very clearly in the, the, the seminars and, uh, um, and some of the material, but the, the projects on hold lists um, mm -hmm. as um, in between your projects lists and the someday maybe list is a good place to park things. We talked about the combine harvester, my, my <laughs> analogy of, of if you have a too wide a, a, you know, a, a cutting blade for your combine harvester, you will move very slowly on too many projects and you will not finish any projects and you will feel... So, so just make your, you know, the, the, the cutter um, narrower so that you move faster and finish projects because finishing projects is important. Some of the projects mm -hmm. are along truth um, in that manner that it will take long time because it's not only you finishing them off, you, you need to, your other people are involved, but some projects you are responsible for and when you finish them off your list it feels good as well you mm. are then you are more attracted to your lists again so yeah. simplifying by moving if you understand i have overcommitted myself and moving them on hold and then if necessary um and renegotiate that commitment with someone mm. said okay now I have to renegotiate this commitment with you because I need to finish some of the other projects first. It's not forgotten, but I will not work on this the next three weeks, just for your mm. information. Yeah. Well, that's a great, uh, great point to make. And that mm. really also, I love how that, you know, all the different um, horizons of focus in GCD, how they play together. So even mm. though you zoom now all the way out, um, mm. coming back all the way down again to the next actions list will then reflect on what you would find even higher up in those uh, horizons of focus. And um, mm. yeah, you know, it all is important to make sure that you have the right things on your, your list. Mm. So um, I will give you the opportunity to zoom in again on, a, on something. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's a good point to make that, that we really, these all play together and, and mm. what's on those lists can really, you know, change up a lot. I have a, mm. um, a good friend and coaching client as well that I work with where he's, he's an entrepreneur, has multiple businesses that he runs. And uh, when we worked together a few years back, he... Uh, sold off some things, closed down some things, and he just did it recently again, uh, following mm. a talk that we had that, you know, there's just too many things on his lists and uh, mm. wanted to focus on the things that actually made sense for him, was fun to do, um, things that made money for him. Mm -hmm. um, so so it really is a good point to, to make. But mm. yeah, if we zoom back in, um, and then, then then maybe zoom out just a, a, a slight bit uh, to mm -hmm. a, a next actions list level. So those, now we talked about the contents of the list, but do you actually have the right lists? 
And I think that's, you know, one of the things that, that really change over time and that, you know, for any seasoned GCDer that really work the system, that will always have a, a part of their attention to make sure that you have the right list. So not only mm. are the contents of the lists attracting you, but are those lists easy to navigate? Do they reflect the, mm. the system that you would like to have to make sure that it's easy for you to, to dive into the right things? So mm. do you have the right lists? Are some maybe not in use anymore? That's a, an easy one for me to pick out. And, you know, I don't see any number on that list, so I can easily go in there and, and maybe remove that and yeah. add it if I, I need it at mm. some point again. Um, so that was the first thing. And then are there too many things on those lists? Because I saw that recently in coaching as, uh, as, as well, that, you know, reflecting on, so why are there so many things on there? And again, like you said earlier, sometimes there will be, busy periods and, and maybe there mm. there are many things that we need to have active on those lists right now. Um, but if not, do you have the right lists? Are they mm. are they appropriate for you to work with? Can we split split up those lists to make more sense for you? Mm. And typically I don't know what your experience is, Martin, but but my experience is that it's typically relatively easy to actually once you take that perspective to look at your list, to walk through and see if there are any sort of natural groupings in those lists. So mm. let's say uh, an example from from a recent uh, coaching uh, virtual coaching session for me was that we had a, the computer list and the computer list is probably the most common one these days to have uh, a lot of things on those lists. Yep. So so he had in his case uh, twenty something on that list and for him that was too many. Again, mm. this number differs from person to person. I can certainly relate. I don't want to see too many things on that single list either. It's hard for me to to navigate. So we looked at that list and looked through. So what's on that list and I don't think I said much. I just asked, so are there any sort of natural groupings? And it just, you know, took him two seconds to see, you know what, those those five are actually related to this piece of software. So when I'm logged in there, mm. I might as well, you know, have that list to work from. Yep. Uh, so an easy an easy way for him to just split that list and then the computer dash software name, uh, move some things over to that list. Mm. And then, uh, okay, so now we're down below 20. And then we did another round. Right, that's actually, you know, that makes sense for me to move them there. And then we were down to less than 10 on all of his lists. And for him, that was a good number to aim for that we, it didn't, it wasn't overwhelming for him to, to look at. Mm. One of the things I've also found and you know, that you can make if you're on PC and you want to split that up a little is to, as you mentioned, go for, you know, program specific um, um, lists like at PowerPoint or at this at this program, mm -hmm. you know, um, but also another way to look at this is that if you have, um, like, say, you have routines you have to maintain, you have some reporting or some some, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, travel expense uh, you have to do that you really need a time to do and that is rhythmical, and uh, you can't avoid it. Why? Why wouldn't you look at putting that in the calendar? So get it off your mm. lists and then in, if, if you then find you will have to do some more reporting or you want to, you know, the, some things fills up, you can put that in the comments field of the, of the, um, in the calendar appointment with yourself. Um, yeah. and, uh, and that is also a way that, you know, you can beat procrastination. Um, I've, you know, I talked before that I'm getting more and more into my calendar because it's if it is in the calendar it increases the, the likelihood that I will not procrastinate it. It's, um, mm. I, but this is a slippery slope. That if your calendar is full, don't try to make it even fuller. You have to have some 
air in the calendar. But if you see mm. that there are some things that you prefer not to do um, because you don't like these things, but you have to do them, yeah. then that might be a good place to put them, um, you know, and put them in the calendar. A good um, reason to put them in the calendar. So, mm. yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. And, th and that will also then... Um, you know, simplify your uh, your list, but also simplify your uh, engagement with them when you get to the engage step. So, mm. Mm. yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. Now, so those lists, and obviously those are lists that you would work on on a daily basis. So, um, there's probably value in in, mm. in in investing some effort in having the right list for you. So, mm. so it just makes work so much easier when you sit down to to work from your list. Yeah. And one thing that, that strikes me now as um, um, something we might mention, because there is a lot of people that I meet that are, you know, uh, looking at GTD from the more traditional project management perspective, where, mm -hmm. and with that, I mean that they, when they plan a project, they want to have as many next actions they can regarding that project. And, and, and that is what we call, the, there's a reason why we call it a next action and not all the next actions or, you know, <laughs> all the possible next steps. It's because of when you put that on a, let's say that you put something on a PC list that's regarding one project, project one, and then you have four or five next actions for that same uh, um, project on the PC list, then you have to choose which one is most important right now. And uh, and not doing that helps you to pick. You must make that decision in advance when you do your clarifying and organizing. What is the first thing I need to get done here? And and if you feel like oh, and I I need all five of them done, then set aside some time to do that. Put it in the calendar and then just tick them off as you go through for if you need more speed. But if you because I see that. And that you know that the the people are looking at their lists and they get overwhelmed. And I go, no, hmm, Sherlock, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you put a lot of stuff there that doesn't belong there because, and this is where getting things done differs from a lot of other, you know, p potential things you might want to engage in when it comes to you know managing your your attention. Is that getting things done tells you that there is a, um, you should clarify and organize in advance to make it easier when you engage. So you don't have to think, you just have to choose. Mm. You don't have to decide, you just choose from your menu. And imagine that you're, when you are in your, you have some free time, you look in your calendar, I don't have any appointment for the next half hour, one hour, what do I need to do? Then you can choose from the menu on, the, on the, your, a restaurant uh, menu card you created before. <laughs> what makes most sense right now to engage with? And you don't have to decide, you have to choose. Does that make sense? Mm, absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that may be hard to grasp when you first come across GCD, the difference in thinking. Uh, at least that wasn't uh, evident to me when I when I came across this, and and really the the value that you then find when you have mm -hmm. these very clear lists that you can then work from, uh, it really is a big difference in how you think, how much energy your brain needs to actually engage and move forward on those things. Mm -hmm. 
I remember very clearly one of the first time I heard this expression. Uh, it was by Todd Brown, our friend and colleague in the UK. Um, mm. uh, he said something during a seminar I attended with him. Um, um, I, when I clarify and organize, I'm being kind to the future me. Mm. I make it easy for the future me to choose what to do because I've done the deciding up front. Mm. And to clarify the step number two and three of the getting things done methodology is exactly that, deciding what you should do something about what not and then be very specific on how you will engage with this. How would you, mm -hmm. uh, how would I see you do the next action? Is it the next action where you have everything you need? And if that's in your system and not just one per project, it's so much easier to move forward on things. And, mm. you know, and, and just simplifying, but just put one next actions per project on your, on your context lists, that makes a huge difference for someone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And this actually ties nicely into some feedback uh, that we got from one of our listeners as well. Seek, I think his name was. Uh, I didn't get a last name from his, uh, his email. I also don't know where you're listening from, Seek, but, but this ties in nightly, nicely with a, a former listener question episode that we had where... Uh, we discussed someone having a lot of projects on their lists and perhaps breaking them down. Uh, and this also then again comes back to what you mentioned before, this sort of in-between stage with projects that are active and they someday maybe that are on hold or that are paused and then mm. introducing the on hold stage in between those. So, so mm. maybe that can then help in some kind of some, some complex projects that you may be working on. Mm. Um, I was thinking that if we, um, I don't know if you're ready for that, but let's, let's, I'm, I'm tr let's try <laughs> uh, to, to, I was thinking if you are a seasoned GTDer, then you have different um, challenges than if you are a beginning uh, GTDer. Uh, so I wanted to, if you are okay with that, let's look at how would you recommend someone who's just started with GTD? What, how would you recommend they start with the system so it's, simple to use and you know they don't need to simplify it but they need to keep it simple establish mm, it simple yeah. what would your recommendations be Lars? well i would always start off the way we did uh, again depending on the person because uh, the starting point is typically a simplified system that would be easy to then, then work with but it does depend on on the person that you work with so actually the the the, the people in mind that that inspired the episode um, they are actually coming from very different places so one is a super organized person already uh, and it's just naturally working with this organization step and having the right lists and having everything set up in a, a very structured way and, and that works best for him Whereas opposed to the other person that I worked with, where we kept it more simple, started off with the standard list that we know from the GCD book, look at the organized chapter, we have these 10, I think, standard lists that you can can set up in your system at computer, at home, at office calls, waiting for agenda, etc. on that list, um, and starting off with those. And then as you progress with GCD and you start to see maybe those lists are coming up, becoming a bit bigger or for whatever reason that you see that they're not attracted, you're not attracted to those lists, then I would start to, to uh, adapt them. Hmm. Exactly. I would say more or less exactly the same thing. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, getting things done, your lists should be as simple as possible and as complex as it is necessary for maintaining yeah. an overview of your life and commitments. And for yeah. those 
those of you who has attended a level two uh, seminar, you understand that you don't, as a level one participant on one of our seminars, you, you understand you don't have a complete overview of all your commitments. And mm. that's where some of the, the magic of getting things done is, is that if you are um, you know, taking the step up, and this you don't have to go to a seminar, but the step up is to really capture all your projects not just the ones who are most evident for you, but all all your projects um, at home and at work. And um, and when you do that and really get that full overview and at the same time look at your areas of focus and accountability, which is, uh, you know, a step up from projects, it makes it a lot easier for you to see if I have overcommitted myself. You know, mm. do I have actually too much to do? Do I have too much... Um, areas of responsibility that I need to maintain to feel good about my work. And if a lot of the people that we meet when we coach and when we train are overcommitted, they are people with a conscience. They would like to, <laughs> to, to and, and if you're then a time optimist and a perfectionist on the top, you're very typical. So if you're <laughs> listening to this, welcome to the club. Um, but this is this is so so important for all um, you know everyone who wants to learn GTD to keep it simple, but as complex as it needs to be to capture your life. Because there might be if you feel that oh my life is sorry my my lists are not attractive to me, because maybe you say I have too much on them, then mm. you need to take a step up the horizons of focus ladder to do your areas of focus and responsibility and ask yourself am i committed to the right things here or do i have physically too much to do and that could be a way to simplify your system then take a dialogue with your your superior and tell he or she uh, look at all the things that i believe i am committed to do there is not enough um, time in the in the day to do this how can I simplify my areas of focus? You know, is there, mm. can I, do you think I can delegate to someone? If so, who? Or is there something that you would say that I don't need to do? Or I could, um, you know, put, put on pause for six months? Or just to give yourself the breathing room. Because um, getting things done is a lot about reflection. You have to reflect more on what do I engage with? That is saying no when you need to say no and yes when you really understand I have to say yes to this. Um, but, you know, you can't, it's, it's not an easy job to simplify your system, but it is necessary to do it every now and then. Mm, yeah. I've done, a, I've done a, a simplifying of my system um, maybe three weeks ago where I really went through my, you know, I took the, 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 the machete with me into my list system and started <laughs> cutting and rearranging. And, it, and it, you, you know that when you uh, do that with a little hard hand, with a lot of, you know, your, your com the higher horizons with you inside, it's, it's a lot easier uh, to cut and with good conscience saying that, no, this is not in my, this is not, I this is, Either, either this is not one my areas of focus anymore, or this project has uh, had value before, but now it's gone stale. Let's cut that and renegotiate that. And um, just doing that, cleaning up. You know, I think David says all the time that if we, when when um, 
when you don't know what to do, clean up. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah for, that is such good advice. Yeah. I come across that frequently when it's just like, I don't know, I'm not sure. Uh, let's mm. clean up. Let, yeah, let's, yeah. let's clean up. Yeah. It will be evident in just a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then uh, you know that uh, just clean up your system, clean out your emails. Um, you know, um, just doing that makes you feel better. And getting things done is... I don't know if that comes to a, for the seasoned GTGers who's you know got the 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 reasons why we're doing this. But for those of you who are fresh to GTD, GTD is uh, helping you feel good about the things you decide to say yes and say no to, mm. and uh, it makes you feel good more better about your life uh, and and your decisions. So. Yeah simplifying if you don't feel good it's a good idea <laughs> yeah yeah no and just building on what you said when it comes to the the areas of focus so the exercise that you just did that is on my list to do because mm -hmm. i i have uh, too many things on my list right now so that is one thing that one area that i need to zoom out a bit on and yeah. and reflect on uh, on again mm. and and those areas of focus are just you know they really added value to my system when i i finally had them built as a, mm. also as part of a level two seminar and really you know what i'll be looking forward to at least to look on my own list is to to look at do they have the right amount of detail is there enough detail for me in there or maybe there is too much detail somewhere somewhere mm. that i want to have some things other places um or like you said should something be added or cut off like i mentioned um you know the client that recently uh, sold off a, a business um so that was sort of an a, that was an area of focus for him to mm. to cut that off and, and get that out of his his list um and exactly what you said uh, some of them you can make your own decisions about and some of them will need a discussion with uh, with someone else to reflect mm. on whether they can be delegated someone else can we cut them off uh, can we park a reminder and then in six months maybe reactivate it but right now it's just adding too much to the uh, to the list below mm. yeah Sorry. And I think that sort of brings us to the to the, the the list in between. So we talked about contents of the list. We talked about the next actions list, and now we went to Horizons, uh, the areas of focus. Um, we didn't yet touch on the projects list, or at least not in in detail. And I always hmm. find this list so interesting, and it's something that I'm also working on in my system to maybe see if I can make a, a better list and you know if we if we take a step back and again focus on the people that might be new to gcd um one long list is one place to start one simple list of, of projects to give you that overview but again those of you who have worked more with gcd might have found value in grouping that list so in sort of a similar fashion to what we talked about or i mentioned before with the computer list uh, maybe a starting point could be to have one list for personal projects one list for professional projects mm. um or even the um by the areas of focus that is uh, mm. and, and a way to group your projects that that we often see um i have that in my system today uh, one of the things that i'm playing around with is whether i actually need this level of detail right now because mm. i think uh, it might be valuable for me actually to simplify that list get a better uh, get a better overview with just a straightforward uh, forward work list mm -hmm. And um, you know that the well, f first and foremost, I would suggest that you know, the, okay, a straightforward projects list with you know everything in in one bucket is possible. I would 
I would recommend people to you know to take out your personal projects and put them on the list um, yeah. straight away, um, just because you don't need to see them when you see your work. Um, you know, it's like you can't cut the grass when you're in the office unless you have a remote-controlled <laughs> robot <laughs> cutter, you know, or a mower. Um, and uh, but but to see your personal projects in. Uh, mixed in, you know, your paint the cottage may not mm. be the the you know the be should not be beside beside the project of you know acquiring the new company. So mm. so um, so to split them up uh, would be of course something I would recommend also. Um, and as you said, that you can group them by areas of focus, and a lot of people do that and. Um, for instance, it might be that some of you who are listening are consultants. Hello, consultants. I'm talking to you. <laughs> uh, maybe you want to group them by client and then by project. So if you're client A, client, client B, client C, that would be three natural lists for your projects that might be um, under your, your work-related um, um, lists or it could be just work client a work client b in, in just a, a grouping of your of yours in your system and the reason we are talking you know putting putting this on different lists is because you can focus on just one thing um, uh, if you want to so for instance you look at the, the client a lists um, you don't you can see all the projects relating to client a and th then that is uh, the focus for for your you know so you you make sure that you don't need to think about client b when you look at client a it's it's a way to to for those of you who are high associative um, uh, you are very easily distracted you don't need to see something you don't need to see right now because <laughs> you will start thinking about that and your brain will be pull into that client B when you look at client A. So, so just to, to a way of grouping it naturally so that you don't distract yourself as yeah. well. Yeah. And one added value to that in having those, uh, those areas of focus groupings is also depending, depending on the list manager of your choice, wherever you are set up. Mm. Um, one thing that works well for me is, is that I have a place to place my next actions that are not related to a project, but related to an area of focus. And mm. um, having a, a good place to, to, to place them, again, if that sort of organization makes sense for you, then it's nice to have a, a place mm. where they go. So one area for me is uh, finance-related things. So there are some mm. activities in there for me, mm. not related to a project, but I need to send that invoice. Um, in, mm. in that case, for me, it's nice to perhaps have a separate project or a group to place that. Mm. Like single actions that you need yeah. to do related to... Um your area of focus, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, and, and that will be, uh, you know, simplifying your your lists. Um, if you did that, and just coming back to when you start building your list, be careful to you know one of the things that it's very easy to do when you are fresh with GTD is that you will use a template you find online somewhere where some persons you know gave you some examples you find a you know youtube video somewhere and and um, one of the way that you can simplify your lists is also to make sure that the the way you organize the list is actually by you know by the book and with that i mean don't there is many people that, unfortunately out there who who suggest something that's not gtd and they call it gtd which is 
mm. not good for you as a human being because you will confuse yourself. So make sure that when you look at your the, the suggested lists out there, make sure it's um, from you know David Allen related sources so that you can be sure that what you look at is um, is the pure thing. Um, and then when you build your list, make sure that you don't build the lists when when you don't have content on it. So so make sure that when you build your list, only build it by need. Mm. And one of the things I see a lot of people do is that they make a lot of um, next actions lists that they never will use. So instead of building them, just don't make them. Just don't put them there. In just put them when the need arises. So if you you know never do something around the house, maybe you don't need it at home. On your, <laughs> I'm sure your spouse will be not very happy yeah, with you after a while. Say, I, I might not be an official recommendation. <laughs> uh, well, if you have a lot of money, you can buy that <laughs> service for clean or I don't know, or to, for uh, you know. Um, but um, to have the appropriate next actions lists and not too many. But just what you need is is really important, I think. So, mm, absolutely. And let it let your system evolve from need more than uh, you know set it up like a oh I need this list because it's in the book. No, you don't need that list if you don't need it. You will know yeah. when you need that and then build it, make that <laughs> list. Exactly. Mm. Um, any other? Final thoughts. I think we have more or less exhausted this topic. Yeah, no, I think I think we did. We we sort of went through the different um, aspects or, that, that I thought might be worthwhile investigating, focusing on on the organization and and other reflections around those mm. different lists. So, hopefully, this was uh, most valuable to people out there. Mm. Um, so, unless you have something to add, we maybe want to wrap this one up. Yes. Well, Lars, take us out. <laughs> <laughs> just had to give you that opportunity to yes. say it and i will go and say say my piece which is that we always wrap up these episodes by reminding you to head on over to gtdnordic.com to have a look around and find the local country websites for each of the gtd franchisees in the nordics and on those sites you will find all of the articles about gcd links to newsletters groups on social media and of course all about different offerings regarding speeches coaching and seminars if you're outside the Nordics, head on over to gettingthingsdone.com to find your local partners. Also, if you're not watching us right now, just a quick reminder that you could be watching us if you wanted to do so. You can find each of these episodes on YouTube now. You will find the links to both Morton's and my channel in the show notes for each of the episodes. So be sure to subscribe there as well. And lastly, as always, we really hope that you find these episodes valuable. If GTD has made a difference in your life, uh, please consider helping us spreading the message to more people by giving the podcast a rating on Apple's Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. It really helps other people discover and learn GTD, which is why we're here. So mm. thanks for that. Yes. Um, just a, a quick word about the YouTube channels. Um, I've got some very nice comments from you guys, your listeners, to some of the episodes. Thank you so much for that. Me too, uh, thank you. Yeah, so, so we are super um, happy for that. And if you have not subscribed yet, either on the podcast itself or in the YouTube, please consider doing that because then you will get notified when there is new episodes. 
So that's a good idea. So <laughs> I think that's so, a good next action. That's a good next action. Less so, than two minutes. Go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for, for listening to us. And until next time, stay safe and stay productive. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.